guys, I'm doing the thing. I'm doing it crazy scared, perhaps unprepared, um, a little naive, (laughs) but I think that's what this is about is that's what life is about is being scared and doing it anyway. Um, to give you a little bit of backstory or to kind of explain, this episode is my very first episode and I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know what's going to manifest, but I'm just going with it because I have felt this need inside me. Um, I feel like God has been talking to me and it's time to listen, time to answer and time for action. So here we are. Um, I will warn you that today's episode, and there will be weekly episodes is my plan, um, but this episode is going to be longer than the typical one just to give the backstory and the rationale for why I'm here, what I'm doing, what is my intent with the podcast and my hope, and um, and then rolling into the actual podcast in the way that it'll show up after today and after this week. So... A little backstory for those who do not know, my name is Carrie, and I left the teaching world after 12 years of teaching. I had a dream to stay home, be a stay-at-home mom, Um, got that dream, and then (laughs) it was like maybe a midlife crisis, maybe a quarter-life crisis. I don't know how long I'm going to live, so it's hard hard to label that one, but... Once I got what I thought I wanted, I was like, now what? Um, I didn't know what to do with the silence, with the stillness. I didn't know what to do outside of my label as a teacher. I didn't know what to do with my time. Um, And I felt like I had to, I had to show everybody that I was doing something and explain and rationalize what I was doing to everybody. In other words, I was uncomfortable with myself when I took away all the titles and all the doing. And I realized that most of my worth had to do with external things um, that were material, honestly, and of, of no intrinsic value. And so at that point, um, you know, I spent a lot of time in that low struggle in a little bit of darkness and kind of went through it myself alone in isolation because I was scared to talk about it. But after, oh, I don't know how long, um, I eventually went to a therapist, dug deep into personal development, did some different kind of quote unquote jobs to keep myself busy. But, um, all kind of leading to where we are now in my journey. And my journey has strengthened my faith. I grew up in a religious household, but I don't think I was a true believer in practicing faith um, until probably this last year or two. And really that is where everything has changed. And that has that is what is leading me to do this podcast and to share um, some of my story in, in hopes to help bring positive change to other women's lives out there. Um, I think a lot of us are doers and we get value from exactly what I talked about earlier, appraisal from others and overachieving, overcommitting, overdoing. And 
in in that chase we lose ourselves and so the hope of this is to try to refind or find for the first time who we are you know i can honestly say at 41 i finally know what i like and what i don't like and um, it took a long time and it took a lot of rewiring and rewriting because the premise of this or the rationale for the title of this podcast rewriting the narrative is I sold myself stories um, that limited myself and that helped me play small because sometimes living in that small world of fear, even though it's completely uncomfortable, is, how do I want to say this, Um, less scary than actually changing it and rewiring your brain and doing that hard work to change um, on the inside. So that's where rewriting the narrative comes um, from, is that is my hope is that each week um, we will tackle a different story that maybe some of us, I'm, I'm guessing a lot of us can relate to and connect to, and one that is personal to me, and talk about how there was an old story I told myself this whole time, and talking about rewriting it, and that means talking to yourself Um, acknowledging those stories that you tell yourself that aren't true, that are keeping you held back and stuck and limited and playing small and playing safe. And then connecting it to something that you can use throughout that week to make that change. Connecting it to what I will call an anchor verse and an anchor mantra that you can use throughout the week. because I I learned, <laughs> I read all the books, but really didn't apply anything. And I was like, oh, I guess you actually have to implement the strategies. So that is the hope is not only to share my story, but also then talk about how we can work through it each week and how to tackle it and make change that is lasting and that is totally doable um, in our busy lives. So the big part of this is, again, um, this podcast is for women, and it is women of faith that are wanting to um, really get connected uh, with themselves and feel comfortable and feel at home in in their own bodies and in their own lives. So a lot of that is changing the voice inside you and changing the lens in which you see yourself and your life from fear to love. And a lot of what I have read and listened to throughout these last several years is there are only two ways to live in life, and that is from fear or from love. And for me and my faith, understanding that fear comes directly from the enemy, from the devil, from the antagonist. And love is ultimately always coming from God. So acknowledging those two things whenever you're feeling things to understand and anchor yourself and redirect that positivity because the enemy wants us to play small. He wants us to feel stuck. He wants us to be scared. He wants us to make self-sabotaging choices that keep us stuck. And when we realize that, um, we can redirect it to love and we can rewrite our narrative for maximum growth. 
So the story um, I'm talking about today is the old story I had told myself for a long, long time that I had to dig deep on. And again, this is like Dear Diary, super personal. (laughs) Um, But it is one that was huge and over-encompassing into everything I did. And that is the feeling that I am not worthy. Um, That's hard to say out loud. I've written it a lot, but it's hard to say out loud. But this feeling in this story that I had told myself showed up everywhere. Um, the story I'm going to talk about today, I will connect it to my weight loss story or my struggle with uh, my self-image, but it also bled into motherhood. It blended, uh, bled into my work and teaching. It bled into running. It bled into absolutely everything I did. It was just... Everything I did was not enough and it didn't matter. It was like I would hit a goal, reach it, and then what? Okay, it wasn't enough. I would get that approval, get the good job, then what? Not enough. I would hit the weight that I'd wanted, then what? Still felt empty, still felt unfulfilled. And really, so much of this, it's kind of crazy when I reflect because in the past when I was stuck in this trying to prove myself mentality, I was so quantitative. I was so wrapped up in numbers. Um, I wanted that sub two hour half marathon. I wanted to get to 145 pounds. I wanted to get that masters plus 30. I wanted to maybe become an all. And goals are good, but goals are good if you're chasing them for yourself and for a good purpose, for fun or, or you know that sort of thing. But I was doing it for approval and um, to, to prove to myself and to others that I was worthy. So acknowledging and realizing my rationale for these things helped me realize all of this came from fear. It came from fear and a great discomfort in my own body and in my own lack of self-confidence. Um, so I'm tying it to my weight loss story because so many of you know, because I overshared a lot, Um, And you saw maybe what looked like a positive, healthy journey as I was a health and fitness coach for two years. But on the inside, I was probably never more empty or lost or um, low and dark and lacking confidence. Um, And it was just really, really ugly. But if I'm super honest, it did the weight loss or the struggle with my not feeling comfortable in my own body probably started in high school I remember taking some pills in high school I remember doing slim fast shakes and saltine crackers in college I remember doing Tybo and Billy Blanks in college Um, and none of this was for to be healthy I might have said it was to be healthy but it was to get smaller and to get that approval from others. And that's where I'm saying there's nothing wrong, inherently wrong with these things, but it's the underlying reason for doing so. Um, what else did I do? Oh, I counted points and I did the containers and I did, um, gosh, about, oh, and I did macros most recently. All of it though had to do with control. And that false sense of control, that if I was controlling these things, then I was still living in fear. Um, And it was still, it was just stuck. 
and with that feeling of fear, again, it was just never enough. I remember when I was coaching, for some reason, I was stuck on 145 pounds. But mind you, I hadn't been 145 pounds since I was a sophomore in high school and had mono and for some reason got wrapped up in that number because when I went back to school, everybody talked about how I lost weight, looked thin and whatever that stuck with me like okay then that's what I want I need to be is 145 pounds so um I remember hitting 145 pounds when I was coaching um I had not only cut out all the processed food I had not only I had cut out all meat I had cut out um all carbs including fruits and including vegetables um that last week I hit 143 pounds and barely had the energy to do anything. Um, but I was so wrapped up in this numerical value that I didn't even see how distorted and how unhealthy and how, again, it was just full of fear. And so I say this because I do think that, not because I want sympathy, but I think so many people can relate to that. I mean, weight loss, in America, we spend more money on weight loss than, um, than we do on education. And realizing that is just scary because the amount of money I've contributed to that and um, the thought that I even sold that concept to people for a little while makes me... Well, for a while, it made me feel shameful, but it is part of my story and it's what I knew and it's what I thought was okay and good at the time. And when you know better, you do better. So no shame in that. But I just think so many of us women can connect to that because we want that approval and we want those comments. And that is the first thing that most women say when we see each other is, oh, look at you, you look great, or I like your outfit, or look how thin you are, you look... I think we are just wired because of society um, to compliment one another on how we look. And a lot of that comes from being thin and the mentality that thinner is better, smaller is better. And I got wrapped up in that again because because I was seeking value from things that um, were going to ultimately give me no value. So that is the story that I'm talking about this week. If you can relate to it, um, yay, because I do think there's value in feeling connected. I think there's value in feeling that you are not alone. Um, I don't want anybody to feel this way on purpose. So please know I'm not saying like, yay, I want you guys all to be miserable. Um, But I do think that we can grow together. And that is a big part of this is when we know better, we do better. And we are not in isolation. Isolation creates shame. And shame is deeply connected to fear. And we want to move from shame and fear to love. So the anchor verse. And here's the suggestion I would do for these. Because I plan to, hope to do these once a week. The thought is to work on one story. Rewriting one story. Um one mantra a week that you can kind of change and catch yourself when you're hearing those negative beliefs or those negative thoughts of fear that say that you are not worthy 
you are not enough, you are not loved, there is something wrong with you. You know, all those go under the big umbrella of I am not worthy to rewrite it. So with this anchor verse, my hope is, and with the anchor statement, my hope is that you not only say it when you catch yourself in those dark statements or you hear the enemy or you hear that inner mean girl, that inner critic talking to yourself, you can acknowledge that, number one. Number two, then you can redirect it by saying one of these anchor verse, the anchor verse or the anchor statement. So... I would put it on a sticky note, put it on your phone, put it on your wallpaper, put it somewhere that you can see it and read it over and over and over because there is science. You know, I for so long, again, back to this rewriting the narrative, I've told myself, oh, that's just the way I am. Well, we have the capacity and the ability to change ourselves, um, even even inside our ourselves, even in our brains. So there is neuroplasticity, meaning that we have the ability to re- rewire our brains and recreate these, these thought beliefs and thought patterns, but it has to take a lot of repetition. And so that is the rationale with these anchors for you. So the anchor verse comes from Isaiah 55, 8, and it says, my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Now the thought is this, is if we look around our world and we look at our kids with love and adoration, if we look at the sky and the sunset and the sunrise and complete awe and the mountains and all the things around us that God has made in awe. And those are elevated high thoughts because of course they come from God and we are amazed at how beautiful and how awesome they are. Then don't you dare talk negatively about yourself because you are a child of God. You are a product of God. And you need to acknowledge that you are not a mistake, that there is nothing wrong with you, and that you are exactly how you were supposed to be at this exact moment. So the anchor statement then that goes with this, because the the verse is there to validate this thought. Um, we, We as humans believe others much easier, especially when it comes from text. So when it's anchored in the Bible, anchored in the book of Isaiah, the thought is that um, that is your base to come back to. But in the moment when you're having those negative thoughts, you need to have an anchor statement that is quick and effective and that you can memorize it and it can come quick to rewrite and rewire the negative going on in your head. So the anchor statements that go along with that, and you choose one that resonates with you the most. So there's three options for this week. The first one is simple, and that is, I am worthy. The second anchor statement that you could do is, I raise my vibration to meet his. And the third option is, I am exactly where I am meant to be in this moment. So again, choose one that relates and connects to you the most and put it everywhere. Have it in your head, on your mind, in your heart, on a piece of paper, um, 
on a sticky note, on your mirror, in your phone, everywhere so that you can start rewriting your own narrative. That is it for the week. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you made it the whole 20 minutes, God bless you. I appreciate you more than you know. And I hope that you feel more connected, less alone, more empowered, and um, that you live in love instead of fear this week. God bless.